Hey there, friend. If you like what you've been learning here on the Inventory Genius Podcast, then you are going to love my Quick Start to Inventory Genius course. If you're a product-based business owner and you've been trying to figure out how to make more money, create more profit, and just keep more cash, then the Quick Start is for you. It's a minimal investment, and here's what I promise you. In fact, here's what I guarantee you. If you take the quick start and I don't help you make twice your investment back, I will refund your quick start enrollment in full. So you have nothing to lose. The Quick Start Inventory Genius combines every method that I teach into a simple, bite-sized, actionable step, yes, one step, That will help you create more profit and keep more cash in your business. So here's what I want you to do. Head on over to sierrastockland.com and click on the quick start. That's sierrastockland.com and click on the quick start to inventory genius. I promise you this will be some of the best money you have spent all year. Now let's get back to the show. Hey friend, welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast, where we work together here to make you an inventory genius. We talk about profit, we talk about cash flow, and we definitely talk about your paycheck. Because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. Let's go. Well, hey everyone, welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast. I am your host, Sierra, and today I have an awesome guest with me. I have to say, I've never interviewed an attorney before, so this is going to be fun, and he is a fellow Midwesterner, although you guys all know that I'm not up in the Midwest anymore, but Brian's here with me today as part of our Profit First Week. He's a Profit First professional himself, Um, and so we're just going to chat about some business consultancy and Profit First and just have a fun conversation, so how are you doing, Brian? Good. Thanks for having me, Sierra. I'm really excited to see you and talk to you and um, can't wait for the conversation. Yes. You know, that's the nice thing about recording these on Zoom. We get to meet and like see new people Mm -hmm. all the time. I love it. Yep. So um, like I mentioned, you are a tax attorney. So that's what you went to school for, to be an attorney. Um, Are you practicing now? Yeah, I still have uh, another business. I have two businesses. So I have my financial planning business and I have a tax business. And so that's where I I use, I don't really practice. I still have my license um, just in case I need it, but um, I mostly focus on the financial planning, but still have my license in a separate business okay. for it. So I know we're not going to talk about being an attorney today, but I'm curious, <laughs> like, how do you decide, how, how does an attorney decide their specialty? Like, why did you decide tax would be the direction you'd go? It's, it's a funny story. So we all take the same classes our first year, right? There's contracts, okay. there's torts, there's criminal law, um, constitutional law. And then your second year, you actually get to go and explore different avenues. And I took a tax class my second year and just fell in love with it. Okay. It's something that really clicked for me. I am the type of person that that's how my mind works. I love logic. I love structure. Um, I love that there were rules and exceptions to the rules and exceptions to the exceptions. Yeah. All that stuff just really got me going. And after my tax class, I thought I was going to quit law school and become an accountant because I, I okay. just loved it so much. Yeah. My advisor was like, no, you can, you can do tax as an attorney and do a, a bunch of different tax things as an attorney. So I stuck with it. Uh, I was started at a bankruptcy firm, didn't really like that, and then found a tax firm uh, about a year into my career. was there for 10 years and okay. loved the work. I love um, what we did. Uh, it was very stressful for the clients because everybody sure. you know, everybody who came to me was already in trouble. They already were sure. with the IRS. So, so a lot of problem solving. Exactly. A lot of problem solving and a lot of just management and dealing with client anxiety, right? Yeah. Um, it's not just a numbers thing. And I think that's a part of why I like 
profit first too. It's we're dealing with how they can increase their cash flow, but what are we doing this for, right? Yeah. What is that? What do you want your profit money to be for? What do you want this owner's comp to do for you? Yeah. Uh, being able to do both of those things is really exciting for me. Yeah. So I was thinking about that when you were saying what you love, the structure, the rules, the exception to the rules. And I was like, that's why you like profit first <laughs> because <laughs> there's structure, there's mm -hmm. rules. I always tell my clients, there's two not negotiables. You have mm -hmm. to be consistent and you have to set up multiple accounts. Those are the rules. But within that, you can be creative. You can exactly. set up a hundred accounts. You can set up four accounts. Mm -hmm. um, you can transfer weekly, monthly. You just have to transfer, right? <laughs> so I was like, that, that would make sense. Yeah. Um, that you love that. So now you are on the business consultant side. So mm -hmm. just walk us through your journey quick from coming out of law school, working in the accounting firm. How did you end up working with small businesses? So a part of what I did for my law firm was do representation for small businesses and individuals for before the IRS. And so that was just my background. I also ran the tax preparation practice at my firm. So I managed okay. the tax preparers there, the people that, because we would do taxes there. Um, and so I managed the tax preparers there. I, I did tax returns myself when I was in college and out, out, right outside of college. So um, it's always been my wheelhouse too. And so I've always been tax focused. I've always been business focused. And so that's how I got in my career and was there, like I said, for 10 years, which is really nice. Yeah. But I, I knew that I wanted to be more proactive rather than reactive. I hated sure. people coming to me so stressed and so in trouble. So if I could do something beforehand yeah. to make sure that they were prepared and didn't have to go through this process of not paying their payroll taxes or... Um, owing a lot of income tax because they didn't withheld money from their, <laughs> for yes. their payments. Um, yeah. If I could be more proactive, I would be in a much better situation and uh, have a much more, much funner relationship with my clients. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. And so then you worked with the LGBTQ community for a mm -hmm. while and yeah. then that morphed into to small business consultancy. Yeah, I mean, so I, the reason, another reason I started my firm is uh, right at the time that my the firms, the partners at my firm were splitting, and one of them said, "Hey, come, you can come work for me, you can be a partner in about seven years, and you'll you'll, you'll be set." And I was like, "Oh well, I've been doing this for ten years. I know how much money I make this firm. I know yeah. what I'm doing. Why would I wait seven years to be a partner?" Um, and so I started thinking about other options. What else could I do? And marriage equality was coming to pass for everyone at that time. And yeah. I'm a part of the LGBTQ community myself. So I wanted to know, do something that was impactful and make sure that I could help the people who are in my community, ways to navigate what marriage was like. Um, so I started my financial planning firm with the guise of, I wanted to help LGBTQ couples navigate marriage and changes and all that. Um, but because of my background and because the people uh, knew my background, I started getting a lot of small businesses. And sure. I just really love the the complexity of that, the complexity of the moving parts, um, yeah. the puzzle pieces, trying to figure things out. And so I'm uh, when I started realizing, oh, I really like this, more of my clients are coming this way, I might as well make that my niche because I knew that yeah. I needed a niche. Um, I knew that I needed to, I only wanted some 30 clients, so I didn't have a lot of room for people. So I needed to make yeah. sure that the people that I was working with are people that I loved and enjoyed and got really excited about. And so I um, converted my niche in 2020 and haven't looked back since. It's been amazing being able okay. to just focus on business owners. And uh, my specialty is, I say LGBTQ entrepreneurs who run mission-driven businesses. Yep. So I focus on people that want to have an impact, uh, but then also want to make a good living for themselves. To me, both yeah. of those things can be true. 
So we focus on impact and profit, which is where yeah. profit first comes in. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So what I find, I'm sure you find this too. I just, every small business story is so unique. Mm-hmm. I always love to have everyone that comes on tell theirs because even if we're in the same niche, like I worked a long time with just boutique owners, but mm. every boutique owner's story was unique yeah. and what they want to get out and how they define success is unique. Mm-hmm. And I love that about profit first. Um, I just interviewed a client um, the other day and she said, I don't need a paycheck. I know that on your website, you talk a lot about Sierra, you know, you can help us get, I don't need a paycheck. <laughs> I, just, I just listen, you know, are you sure? So, uh, um, and, and so I always think, okay, there's a little deeper, like thing going on there, but anyway, and so I'll just say to a client like that. Okay. So perhaps you don't need a set income, mm-hmm. but if you're profitable, what could we do with that money? That would mm-hmm. be meaningful to you. Maybe you use it to give back to your community or, you know, to hire people or whatever that looks like. Oh, and then, you know, the light bulbs kind of go off. And mm-hmm. so that's what I, I love about learning everyone's story and then having profit first as a way to help them define their success and then realize that. Mm-hmm. So talk to us about how a client, if they come to you do they come to you for profit first, or do you just integrate profit first into your overall conversation and planning with them? Yeah. Yeah, I, I integrate profit first into my overall conversation around planning, because to me, it's exactly what you talk about, um, being able to talk with people and know that everybody has their unique story yeah. and that everybody's story is different. And so what I do is what I call the art and the science of planning, right? We we know the art is the emotional side of planning, figuring out what their values, their mission, their, their uh, vision is for the business, trying to figure those things out. And then mapping that with the technical things like profit first, like cash flow, like taxes. Um, the thing that I love about what I do is I get to, to do both, right? I feel like my mind works with both. And being able to employ both the art and the science of planning is, is how I couch my services. Um, we will do profit first. We'll focus on your taxes. We'll do payroll and bookkeeping. But I also want to know why we're doing this. What is yeah. the purpose? What do you want this to be? What do you want to build? Because you can create anything that you want. Yeah. So let's figure out what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Let's help. And sometimes we have to help our clients define that because I think as small business owners, we get so, we we have a vision at first, the kitchen table where we're sitting Mm -hmm. there with their family. We're so excited. Here's what I'm Mm going to open. It's going to look like this. And then we start and then it's hard and then things come up and don't Mm -hmm. go as planned. And I think we lose, it's very easy for us to lose vision. And so when a coach or a consultant can come in and say, let's just back up and like discover, rediscover your why. Right. And then let's make sure there's some money there (laughs) to to make that why happen. I love that so much. So tell me, um, do you have any stories of working with a client where you were really able to open their eyes to what profit first could do for their business Mm. or for themselves and how that made them feel, what that made them realize anything you can share? Yeah, I, I feel like that's the interesting part about Profit First for me is that it literally clicks for almost everyone that I talk with. That's a very, a, it's a big selling point. I'm like, oh, we, we can create a system for you, a cash flow system that allows you to see where your money is and feel confident about where your money's going and what you're using it for. And even that switch alone makes people excited about, oh, right, I can actually do something with this money. I can yeah. create the life that I want. I can create more income for, for myself. You know, I, I did have a client who, had a very successful million dollar business, but was paying himself $40,000 a year. Yeah. And was deep in debt. Yeah. And uh, within a year and a half, we had turned it around to where they were in the positive $250,000 and paying themselves and paying for a retirement account, all because we switched the mindset of you don't need to 
put everything into the business. The business yeah. is here for you. So yeah. what do you want to do? He was doing things that he didn't need to do for the business. Um, he was spending so much time and stress on things that he didn't want in the business. And we just yeah. turned it around and said, all right, so let's, let's take a step back. You have great income. Let's make sure it's going to the right places instead of paying debt or paying for things that you don't even want to do in your business. Yeah. You turn it around. Do you think that's what it is? Like just one profit first person to another. I, I would love to hear like what you think, because there's no magic pill. I always tell clients, like, it's not a magic pill. You have to do the work, mm -hmm. but it is kind of magic too. Is <laughs> it because we focus on the right things? Or we help? So. Like, why do you think that is? Yeah, I mean, I, because I, you said he was successful. He had the sales. What was yeah, it? I mean, I feel like you say he was successful. He was successful, right? And I, I love the thing that I love about Profit First is they get us away from focusing on the gross revenue number, right? Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's where a lot of people fall into the trap of I'm a successful business that's making a million dollars. Right. But if you're paying yourself $40,000 a year, are you successful? Right. Are you doing what you want to do? Or are you just funneling money back into the business because you feel like you need to do these things and have these big projects that you don't even like doing? Yeah. I think it is just a mindset shift of we need to make sure that this money is going to the places that you want it to go. Yeah. And you need to have some intention around that. Yeah. I run into a lot of business owners who start the business because they're good at something, right? And yeah. they're good at something, but they're not good at running a business. And they realize that having to run the business, having that aspect of it helps, makes them lose their vision because they're dealing with so many other things. So if we can get back to the intention, move those other boulders out of your way around where's my cash flow going? How am I going to pay my taxes? If you feel confident knowing where that money is going and it's going to where you want it to go, it's a game changer for me. It is magic, right? Yeah, I know it is. It's, and it's so exciting when you see the the light shine in a client's eyes and the, just the confidence and paying off the debt and mm -hmm. not feeling like like you're a servant to your business constantly. Correct. So right. good. Um, yeah. Okay. Tell us when you've seen, I like to always ask um, profit first professionals this question. When you have a client that profit first doesn't work for them or they quit because they don't feel like it's working for them. Where's hmm. the disconnect there? I know it's a, it's a little bit of a tricky question, but I, I want my clients yeah. to, you know, people that are listening to hear because some of them, people will say like, I tried it and it didn't work. I read the book and I didn't understand it. Hmm. And so what have you seen that somebody's missing if the profit first system, if they feel like it's not working for them? I guess I've never really run into that issue yet of starting profit first with somebody and somebody saying, oh, this, I just don't like this. It doesn't work. Um, yes, people have trouble implementing it because it's a new muscle and you're trying to figure out how it works. There we go. Yeah. And that maybe that's that's why I don't run into because I frame it as isn't it's not gonna be perfect. Yeah. We're gonna try this thing, we're gonna set up our buckets, and we're gonna see how it goes. And there are gonna be bumps along the way because you're learning something new. You're never good at something that you just start. So yeah. if we take the mindset of this is a new thing, it's a new muscle, you're learning how to use it, they don't get as frustrated when it's not going as planned. Yeah. Um, we just keep going, we make adjustments, and that's why it's not a one-time thing. We don't set up profit first and go away. Yeah, I'm here to help implement, to help adjust, to help you work through the issues that come up to where you feel comfortable and you feel settled and you can then focus on other things. Yeah, because what I have seen, especially after they get comfortable and get confident in the system, and then they get to focus on what they do the best, they end up making more money. Yes. And that's part of the magic. That's part of the magic. Focusing in the right areas. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm curious. I, I 
don't know if I can ask questions on this, but I'm curious yeah, to hear stories yeah, about people who, who have failed and what you have with that experience as far as like, why does it not work for people? Yeah, I think it's more people will come to me or I'll have the conversation. I'll say, oh, I tried that and it didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Or I read the book and I didn't understand it. A lot of clients will say, I've been trying to do profit first for a couple of years, you know, and it just wow. doesn't. And I think it's because, well, first of all, it's really nice to have a coach, consultant, mentor, guide. Just somebody, because we all get stuck. I love your illustration about it's a new muscle. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever we want to learn something new, whether it's to play the cello or to do an endurance race, like you can't just go out and do it. There's a lot of <laughs> right. steps. And right. when it's not fun and it's really uncomfortable, if you don't have someone that can cheer you on or help you, you know, over that little hurdle, we like mm-hmm. to quit things because mm-hmm. we want to be comfortable and our brain tells us we have to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more that conversation people will say that. And so we just work through those pieces. If, if a client, you know, cause I'll do like a little mis- mini master classes or something. So they get the information and have to implement on their own. If it doesn't work, and those of you listening, like air quotes doesn't work. It's because <laughs> they just don't, they're not consistent. So when it's hard, difficult, not fun, you hit a bump, you know, mm-hmm. crazy unexpected expenses come up, you don't have enough saved yet. And then you just start taking all your money back and stop transferring, yeah. you know, yep. it's those kinds of things. So it's figuring out how to make the small adjustments mm-hmm. when things aren't correct and then persevering. Mm-hmm. I think that will get you through that. Making small adjustments and persevering. I love that. Yeah. 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 So do you start your clients? Um is every client different in like the percentages, the different accounts you set up, or do you have a pretty methodical system? What does that look like? Well, we start with the base, right? We start with setting everybody up with the five accounts. Um, I don't do the whole accounts. I don't, I know that's sort of a bit of controversy. I don't either. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, cause simple, I feel like entrepreneurs need simplicity. If Correct. things are too complicated, they just won't do it. Correct. Yeah. And um I mean, I, I get the idea behind the friction and all that, but I just have yeah. found it easier to have everybody to be able to see their accounts, see where they goes and say, you can't touch this. Yeah. And being able to go back to the fact that we're, what we're doing is creating intention and seeing where we want our money to go. Um, yeah. And so I set everybody up with the five fundamental accounts, but like you said, uh, five fundamental accounts, the transfer days, I go through the entire fundamentals of the process. And then uh, as we get into it, I give them a couple months to sort of get their bearings, get their feet, start running a mile before we're running five. Yeah. Um, and then we make adjustments because they sort of see like there, I have a company right now that um, we've established emergency fund, but they have a reparations fund because they want their employees of color to be compensated for the problems that they have getting into the industry, right? So we have a, a yep. bucket for reparations and um, those types of things are what's exciting to me to see yeah. how everybody can then modify the buckets and what they use to different types of things that they do. Yeah. Um, so we started with the fundamentals, but then we adjust as we go along. And I, I do say like, this is what we do every quarter. We'll make adjustments. We'll look at it. We'll make sure that the money is serving you in the way that you want it to. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. And that's what I love about Profit First. You really can, aside from those non-negotiables, you can be flexible. Mm-hmm. And it's really fun for us as um, coaches and consultants consultants and financial helpers to be able to help you figure out what you want in your business. So it, because I work with inventory based businesses, all of my businesses set up an inventory account. Mm-hmm. And so that's not something you read in the book, but it works really yeah. well because it ensures that they always have money for inventory, which is what produces cash for them. Right. Um, and so we can be creative and that's just so exciting. I, I loved finding that out about you because I don't know many people that most people stir away from the inventory business. Yes, I know that's why I love my niche because everyone is like, 
<laughs> oh, give it to Sierra. We're not going right. to touch that. I don't want to do inventory. I don't want to deal with any of that stuff. Yeah. 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 But we all, we all, I mean, this is also what I, I love about doing, working with business owners is that we all have a specialty. We all have a, something that we can bring to the world and something, a, a talent that we can uh, have an impact with and yeah. being able to really focus on that talent and on that impact. Uh, if we do what we all do best, the entire world will change. Oh, I know. And it's so exciting. So yeah. I want to ask you three questions in closing. The first one is this, if there's someone that's listening, and I know that there are um, people listening that are just really nervous, they're just really scared about profit first. Like I don't have time to implement one more thing. I've tried to ask my accountant before and they just said it was a stupid idea. Right? <laughs> what, what kind of encouragement could you give to someone that's been thinking about it, but they're, it's just scary? Yes. I, I understand the fear. I always validate the fear because I hear the fear all the time. It is scary. It's scary doing something new. Um, and I've seen people walk through that fear and do the opposite and come out on the other side way better than they thought they would. So being able to acknowledge that fear and go through it anyway, have somebody that is supportive of you, have somebody that can support you and go through it anyway, will do wonders for you. Yeah, so good. All right, two last questions. Any good books you've read recently that you would like to share with our oh. audience? <laughs> and it can be a novel too. It can be whatever. Yes. You know? so we I, love I'm, to read around here. I'm reading a book right now called The Big Book of Beautiful Questions. Okay. Um, it talks about the importance of asking questions. Um, I'm, I'm a person, I have a podcast, and I'm just curious by nature. So I like to ask people questions. And this book is how the importance of how asking questions will get you further in life in pretty much everything. The career, your motivations, your relationships, being able to really ask genuine connective questions mm. um, can really change the way that you interact with the world. And it's, so to good. me, it's fascinating um, because again, like I, I already ask a lot of questions and it's part of my nature, but knowing the science behind this, yeah, um, I think he calls himself like a questionologist or something. Um, so good. It, it's, it's a really good book. I recommend it for everyone. Don't you think we'd all be better as people if we all learn to ask questions. Absolutely. Questions. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. I can't even imagine like how that could just change a culture and a community if we would just ask genuine questions and right. get to know the why. Another, I mean, that was also a real fascinating thing about this book is that he talks about, we actually do ask questions when we're children, right? And if you have children, oh, or have had children, you're right. you know yeah. that children ask a ton of questions. So but many. somehow at some point that gets beat out of us that asking questions is bad or annoying or mm -hmm. frustrating. And if we could somehow get over that fear of looking stupid or not yeah. feeling like we need to know, uh, not seeing mean like we know what we're doing or we know the things that we're talking about, just being okay with asking questions, the, we would all interact with the world in a, in a much different yeah. way. And so, That's so the interesting. it is really interesting. And it's like, right, I, if I could just ask questions even simple questions, it, it's, it's a way to engage with the world that is genuine yeah. um, and gets you to the right answer. Because there's a lot mm -hmm. of times we don't ask questions and have to figure it out when actually figuring it out would take a quarter of the time if we just yeah. asked somebody that knew how to do it. Yes, which actually is so good with those of you that are listening, like all of us as business owners and everyone that's listening, because we talk a lot about numbers and financials around here, as I know you do with your clients as well. And I think we're very afraid to ask questions because we feel mm -hmm. like I should know what the numbers say. Right. I should know how to read a PL. I should mm -hmm. understand. So, but 
I would love to just encourage everyone to get very curious about mm -hmm. your business, the foundation of your business, why things are working, why they're not working. Mm -hmm. Just asking good questions about our, our numbers and not being afraid of that. Simple yeah. questions would be mm -hmm. so good. Yeah. And it's, it's again, that fear aspect, that fear of whatever it is. Um, and I try to create an environment where people feel comfortable asking me questions. I'm saying, I say, I know this is a stupid question. It's not a stupid question. Ask whatever you need to ask. That's why yeah. you hired me, right? Yes. So ask all of the questions that you can so we can all be better for it. And I may not know the answer, yep. but um, we will figure it out. Yeah, so good. Okay, last question for you. Okay. What's one word of advice um, that a mentor or a colleague has given you sometime in your small business journey that's really helped drive you or shape you or mm. mold who you are? I have so many pieces of advice. It's hard to distinguish it down or distill it down to one, but I think it's not, I think it's, it's probably, it's okay to make mistakes, right? Mm. You're not going to be perfect. And this is what I was talking about with the muscle analogy as business owners, we're not going to know everything. And even in the things that we're good at, the things that we're talented at, we're probably still going to make mistakes or not know how to do something and being okay with trying something and it not working out. I don't call it failure. It just didn't work out. You had to learn something. And you yeah. do better the next time. And I have so many, I've heard so many stories from other entrepreneurs who've done the same thing, that that's where the magic is. Yeah. It's being able to go through that fear, the insecurity around messing up, not looking the best, yeah. and being able to then adjust and get better at what you're doing. It's all about iteration, right? It's yeah. not being perfect. It's not being the perfect person. It's trying things and seeing how they figure out. And so that's, which was very hard for me. I'm a, I've always been a perfectionist. I've always wanted to be the best. I've always wanted to appear the best. And, you know, that's part of my, yep. my history. Um, and I, I've heard, I've led, had to learn to let that go as yeah. an entrepreneur, that it's not going to be perfect. You're going to have to learn things. You're going to have to try things. Um, and if you keep trying, if you persevere, you will learn, you will get better. Yeah. So good. Oh my goodness. I could talk to you forever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, if you guys want to hear Brian, you have a podcast. I do. It's called the so Mission Driven share. Business Podcast. Okay. Um, which I'm excited to have you on. Yeah, uh, that'll be good. Yeah, and it's uh, it's on my website. You can go to btfinancial.com. Um, I have a podcast, I have a blog. I write for Forbes. Well, I used to write for Forbes. I haven't really written anything in a while. Um, but yeah, you can find me lots of places on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, anywhere that you can, you want to find people, I'll be there. BT Financial. So good. Okay, so we're going to put the link to your podcast and your website in the show notes. Great. Um, I would strongly encourage all of you to listen to Brian's podcast. Um, it'll give you another perspective on Profit First. It's another angle. You can learn a little bit more and about all things small business and yeah, just good conversation. Hmm. So yeah, I, it's really nice to have you. Thank you That's, for agreeing to do this. Yeah, so much. So nice being here. I really enjoyed talking with you. Yeah, so good. All right, everybody. Well, I hope that that gave you a fresh um, look at Profit First. And if you haven't started Profit First yet, another just gentle push to get you into a place where you can use your inventory to create more profit and to keep more cash. Let's get your debt paid off. Let's definitely get you a consistent paycheck. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for listening today. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. I will see you all next week. Bye for now. Hey friend, thank you so much for tuning in today to the Inventory Genius Podcast. If there's something that you heard today on the podcast episode and you wanna dig deeper into becoming an inventory genius yourself, 
I want to invite you to head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com, where I have multiple ways that you and I can work together on your inventory. I want to help you with your profit, your cash flow, and your paycheck, because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. So head on over to the website, connect with me. I'll work with you soon. See you then. Hey there, friend. If you like what you've been learning here on the Inventory Genius Podcast, then you are going to love my Quick Start to Inventory Genius course. If you're a product-based business owner and you've been trying to figure out how to make more money, create more profit, and just keep more cash, then the Quick Start is for you. It's a minimal investment, and here's what I promise you. In fact, here's what I guarantee you. If you take the Quick Start and I don't help you make twice your investment back, I will refund your Quick Start enrollment in full. So you have nothing to lose. The Quick Start Inventory Genius combines every method that I teach into a simple, bite-sized, actionable step, yes, one step, that will help you create more profit and keep more cash in your business. So here's what I want you to do. Head on over to sierrastockland.com and click on the Quick Start. That's sierrastockland.com and click on the Quick Start to Inventory Genius. I promise you, this will be some of the best money you have spent all year. Now let's get back to the show.